scary movie. Hi, everyone. Welcome to What's Your Favorite Scary Movie, our conversation about horror films. This live chat is sponsored by Media Pollution. Media Pollution creates custom sculptures, video walls, and sets, as well as interactive environments made from nostalgic technology like TVs, boomboxes, speakers, and computers. Find them on Instagram at Media Pollution or email them directly at MediaPollutionTV at gmail.com. Media Pollution, old technology meets new media. Hey, I'm Robert. And I'm Shani B. And today we're talking about the Addams Family and family-friendly horror movies. Before we get into it, what else did you watch this week? Well, I'm so excited to tell you, I, I watched a couple of gems. First, let's talk Jessica Chastain and The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Are yes. you interested? Have you heard? What is your relationship? So I'm already following the Oscar race for Best yes. Actress and pretty much Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress. I'm already following those. So I know she's come up on a few lists and then I've seen the trailer for it. She'll for sure get nominated, in my opinion. Will she get it? I don't know. It's a really rough year. We've talked about this. It's, there's a lot of competition. But tell me your thoughts, please. Tell me what you think. I agree with everything that you said. It is always a tough year, but Jessica Chastain is just amazing. She never she never lets me down. I have yet to see yes. a movie where even if the movie itself wasn't good, you know, she she's so good. She completely disappears into Tammy Faye. It's insane. It was crazy to watch. And it's directed by Michael Showalter, the um, second half of the duo that does like Wet Hot American Summer and a lot of those comedic films. And he showed up and directs this movie. And it's really good. It was it was one of those biopics that wasn't totally a job to watch. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like a little bit dramatic, serious stuff is going on, but really beautiful, easy to watch and easy to understand and even though you know these are controversial figures that are being covered in the story even Andrew Garfield so good it was such a good movie I I really expected to leave making fun of it and I can't it's too good you're like won't I won't yeah she looks really good in it um I'm interested to see what happens uh this year usually I look to the Golden Globes I don't think they're having those this year to see who gets nominated where I just want to pick your head real quick. How is Dear Evan Hansen? Ugh. Really? <laughs> oh, so. I mean, it was. It was. It was like, it's hard to explain because I think it's it has so many things that are really good, but then so many things that are just kind of awkward and cringy. And I don't, I can't speak to a lot of those things because I don't have the same personal experience as the children in this story, as whoever created this musical. But it does feel just like a little bit, it, I feel really icky about this musical. I don't know. Are you familiar with it? Like the stage production? Because I haven't seen it on the stage. So I don't have a lot of information. I am. I have not seen it on stage. I've read the big takeaways from it on stage versus what they did to it on the big screen. I think obviously the most feedback is like, you know, uh, Ben Platt talented, but too old for this role. The best similarity that I read that someone said to this, because I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, because he's so talented. And, you know, this so musical good. is apparently supposed to be so good, is that they did what Rent did, which is, you know, they cast the original people. And it just came across that, you know, Rent, they ruined by casting the original cast, because these people were well into their 30s at this point. And, I, you know, that musical is meant for someone in, like in their 
early 20s, 19 to 22, maybe 23. Yes. Pretty yeah, much at a point nowhere like, that yeah. late. Mm-hmm. So that's the best comparison I have seen so far. But uh, yeah, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the show. I heard it was done like an indie flick, which was also kind of weird, too. Yeah, it's a small movie, and I can't argue that the performances aren't totally powerful. Like, all of the actors and the singing, it's all good and well. I just don't know that I like this musical, per se. You know, that okay. might be what it is for me, that it, this musical just doesn't resonate with me. I like a different kind of musical theater. But I guess in terms of movie musicals, I still have to go in the heights. I think it's a better musical overall, and it was such a good movie musical, in my opinion. Oh, In the Heights, I think, was beautiful. So I've seen that on stage and on camera, mm. and they're always going to make changes, you know? So I get that. I think, I think honestly, it wouldn't have gotten such bad reviews if they had cast uh, age accordingly. Right, right. I think it gets weird when they're trying to capture the same magic as the stage, and sadly, I, I don't know whether or not they, they did, because I haven't seen the stage, but I don't think they did. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, good to know. Yeah, good to know. So I saw this week, Jeepers Creepers Part 2. I love this movie. I love this franchise. Um, I'm so excited they're coming out with a Part 4. Yep. Which I'm hoping they do like a big like, theater release or something where, where it's a bigger release than what we got for Jeepers Creepers Part 3, which was almost like... Um, Not fan- really straight to video vibes. Straight to video vibes. Have you, have you seen it? I haven't, but I, that's the reason why I didn't watch it. It just doesn't feel like it's at the snuff of the first two, and I love the first two. Yeah, it was definitely, they did a good job in the sense that it, it's, it's very much like Final Destination Part 5. Sorry, everyone, for these spoilers. But you end up finding <laughs> out it ends up being a prequel to Part, it ends up taking place between Parts one and two so one of the football one of the main Uh characters in part three is actually supposed to be a character on the bus in part two so the last scene you see him get his letterman jacket and he gets on the bus to go to the game whoa that's actually really cool to think about placing a movie in the center like that when you're when i guess you can design a franchise to do whatever you want because i feel like the annabelle franchise was playing around with time like that but yeah, i didn't know yeah. jeepers creeps did too yeah and then the very end of it they got the actress who ended up playing the sister in part one yes she's in the very last scene and they i think they ended up writing her a note i forget it's been forever since i've seen part three but she ends up reading the note and going out there it's 23 years later so this is where Whoa. it'll take uh that's where part four will be so it was really good very low budget I think it was made, fans got money together and made it happen, but I thought it Amazing. was clever. At some point, we'll do this movie so we can focus more on it, because it is one of my faves of all time. And it's a good segue to go into family-friendly horror, because creature features are like a big piece of this. I feel yes. like monsters are the first things that children want to conquer in terms of fear. And that's what's so great about Jeepers Creepers is in that first one, he's so afraid of the creeper. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's terrifying. Yeah. So good. Is there anything else you want to talk about before transitioning over to family-friendly horror? Just that I also peeped the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies from the 90s. And they also both have, yeah, they also both have a rap song at the end, just like the Addams Family will. And I just, I can't forget to mention how funny it is to 
Yeah, I love that kids' movies often do a song and like someone does an original song for them. So that is something I love about them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I love the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I didn't even like like the toys or anything, but I, something about that growing up, I really liked them a lot. So let's jump in. How do you feel about family-friendly horror movies? I love it. I love anything that introduces children to horror. Honestly, it's weird that I, but I like them more as an adult. I, as a child, I thought that children's horror movies were scarier for some reason. They creeped me out way more than adult scary movies, which I always found really weird. But what about you? Are you, were you a fan of these kinds of horror movies growing up? I mean, I, you know, I was definitely into the real shit at this age. Um, I liked, I like, I loved family movies, like uh, Hocus Pocus, Casper, anything like that. Yeah, I didn't get into Halloween Town. I, I, I tried to watch it recently, actually. But it's just something I never got into. But I definitely, I've always been a fan of horror. Um, I think I've always liked the stuff that's just a little more PG-13 rated R. But I mean, there is always Mm. a special place for Hocus Pocus in my life. Yes. Of course, of course. And you mentioned Casper. That's definitely one of my favorites. It's up there. The Witches. I love The, the witches. witches. Terrifying. So terrifying. Yes. yes. It's so weird, but I feel like there are a couple of like Swedish children's movies that are really formidable in my life. I don't know if you ever watched something called Pippi Longstocking, but did you? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Of- <laughs> Okay, when I was growing up, I watched it all the time. Also, I think I loved Tales from the Crypt I used to watch a lot as a little kid. That was not family-friendly, though, so. That's true. But it's a trickster because, again, it's those creature features, you know? It's a fine line between Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, and, like, um, Gremlins, right? Gremlins is pretty fucked, and we're supposed to like that little guy. So I feel like children's horror is fun because it's confusing. I wanted to ask you about Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know how to say it because I like Jack Skellington and Sally. I like all the fun stuff as an adult. I just did not vibe on that movie when I was a kid. Did you like it? I remember it coming out. I remember it being a big deal. I I don't hate it. I'm just not my favorite. I think that it's crazy how it's it's for a moment I feel like it was like Disney's bastard child that they didn't want to own up to, and then somewhere in between 2005 and 2010, they were like, this is our movie. We love it. When they realized, you know, a new generation was mm. picking up steam with it. So now, I mean, I think it's great because you're really getting, you know, Halloween through Christmas. You've got this market, this movie here that markets to like two major holidays. So I appreciate And it's really beautiful. It. Yeah. You know, like as an adult, I really appreciate the claymation and how good the music is and everything. Yeah, and we don't get, I mean, maybe we do get that now, and I'm just older, and I don't watch those kinds of movies, but I genuinely don't feel like we get these kinds of movies anymore. Uh, No, we don't. I still watch them. I promise we don't. Yeah. I guess I have respect for it, but like I said, it's not my favorite, but I don't hate it. Totally, totally. I mean, the only other thing I can think of is, does, like, Willy Wonka count because of, it was really scary to me as a kid. Oh my god, I was just watching that last night, funny enough, Willy Wonka on HBO. (laughs) Well, it's just so weird because I can't, the thing about children's horror and where things like the nightmare before Christmas blur the lines is that they bring in these like horror images into movies that aren't exactly horror. And that's kind of cool. Just about family friendly horror. Why I'm down to watch these movies. Yeah. I mean, that one, I mean, are you thinking, I'm specifically thinking of the scene where they get on the boat and it gets a little eerie. 
Exactly. Right? That shit is horrifying. I'm still having nightmares about it. And I'm a grown-up See, I was watching... When I was watching The Last Night, I was just like, you know, dude, Grandpa Joe has got to go, man. This poor boy <laughs> is giving him, like, the last of his hard-earned money so Grandpa can buy his tobacco. And yeah, I'm that's not like, cool. The, when You know, when, the, when, when mom's like... We're going to have a banquet tonight because of this loaf of bread. I think we need to reevaluate, you know, who, like, does oh, Grandpa Joe really need the tobacco? It's just a weird thing where I'm like, this man is It's a boomer go. thing. But that's another conversation. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I mean, obviously, we'll have to dig into this because even though they're movies for kids, they're deep. You know, I'm glad yeah. we're talking about them. <laughs> Super deep. So before we transition into the Adams Family, are there any other movies you want to mention at all? Anything that we missed? No, I think I'm good. If anyone pops up, I'll bring it in. Perfect. All right, so let's break down The Addams Family. Yes. So the 1991 film reintroduced us to The Addams Family and all of their glorious creepiness and kookiness 30 years after the original IP, which was a television show. Did you know that The Addams Family was was like a weird TV show first? I don't think I knew in 91. But mm. after, like, the older we got, I knew for sure that, oh, totally, that was a totally. TV show. I remember, it's just I don't know crazy. if you remember. Yeah, I remember it being such a big thing for Halloween costumes that year. Everyone was Morticia. Everyone was Wednesday Adams. Absolutely. I was obsessed with this growing up. It's a pretty simple story. It's just really about the suspicious return of Gomez, the father's long lost brother, Fester. Played by Christopher Lloyd, who fucking nails it, and or maybe some sort of imposter scheme to get the family's money. So straightforward 